Join Dennis Seagrave for Den at Ten. Hello again. Well, can I first start off by wishing you all a happy new year? And let's hope that 2021 is a lot kinder to us than the last 12 months have been. It's been a funny old time. I apologised the other week because the footballers were outside making a noise and I was a bit bothered that any foul language had been picked up by my microphone. But tonight it's fine. For the last few days there's not been a soul on the pitches. It's been in darkness every night. No floodlights streaming in through our rear windows. I don't know whether it's because we've gone into tier four restrictions and the footballers aren't allowed into the sports centre or what's happened, but it's been lovely and quiet and brilliant for the last few days. New Year was a bit subdued this year. The celebrations were confined because we weren't allowed to get together and party or whatever. To be fair, December the 31st has always been a bit of a strange time for me because uh, it happens to be my birthday as well. So it was a little strange as uh, I grew up trying to arrange parties and whatnot because people weren't interested in coming to a little gathering just for myself. They'd already got things booked for bigger do's elsewhere for New Year. But it didn't bother me. I wasn't that self-centred to want big parties just for me. I was quite happy to tag on to others. When I, uh, when I was at work and first starting at work, we used to go to one of my mate's houses and party on into the, into the early hours. Then as uh, I first started with my ex-wife when I first knew her and was doing things in the local village we'd we'd party on we'd go to the local and have a drink or two and meet up and then we'd drift on from house to house we'd we'd move along we'd see in the new year at one house and then somebody would say I've got some homemade wine at home do you want to come and try some so we'd wander off down the village and go to another house I know one particular year we'd all decided to meet up at the pub and have a fancy dress do at the pub. Then we went to one of the houses and then in the early hours we said uh, let's go and try the homemade wine. Okay. Well to get from the one house to the other we went across the local field. Bit of a playing field and an open area in those days. And uh, there was a football pitch at one end and the village cricket ground all fenced off at the other. A strange event that night. On the side of the cricket pitch, we didn't go on to the actual pitch itself, we weren't going to damage the pitch, but we went on to the outfield. And to anybody walking past about three o'clock in the morning, they would have seen, now let's put it right here, this was in the days before so much political correctness, there was a, bo a gully bowling to a clown. 
with someone dressed as Clint Eastwood in poncho and cowboy hat keeping wicket and a boy scout fielding. I don't know if anybody saw us or what they thought of us, but that was our idea of having fun in those days. When I got married and moved up into this area, we made friends with two or three couples around the little bit of the estate that we lived on. And what we did there, we decided we'd have a meal between us on the evening. And we'd have a starter at one house, a main meal at another, have pudding at another house, and fin finish off with drinks at another one. And celebrate and let in the new year wherever we happen to be at midnight. When my marriage broke up, I spent a couple of three years pretty much on my own in my flat. I wasn't downhearted about it all, it was just how things worked out. But then after Elaine and myself got together and my daughter had grown up and was had a family of her own, she used to invite us around there and for a few years now we've met up at my daughter's house. My son had come over with his family a few friends would be there, and we'd let in the new year. Elaine and myself spending the night there, so that we could have a drink and not worry about driving home. And that's happened for the last few years. This year, tier four struck us and we weren't allowed to go. But I still got a photo from my daughter saying, we've still made a mess, Dad, we've still got party poppers and tinsel all over everywhere, the same as normal. So that's how it's been. That was our New Year's over various years. Similarly, this coming Thursday with the quiz league that I help run and take part in, it should be what we call the President's Charity Night, where the President of the League sets a quiz and we all turn up and spend money entering a team, playing in the bingo competition, lobbing money into the raffle and so on. It's a good night out. There's a bit of a laugh, a bit of fun. It's not a serious, heavy quiz. And all the money collected goes to a local charity. Usually the charity is nominated by one of the players in the league to help people as have helped them in the past. One year one of our players was injured at work and the air ambulance had to collect him. Another one, his wife passed away and was looked after by Macmillan nurses. So we had an evening where we collected money for the Macmill local Macmillan nurses. And so it goes on. We've been doing this for the last, I reckoned it up the other day, I think it's about 32 years since we started this. Frightened me, I never thought when I started the league with a friend of mine it'd last this long, but we were still going. But this year, sadly, we've not been able to do anything. We've not been able to contribute to the local charities in the same way. It's a shame, but 
safety first. We've got to look after the nation's health and try and get things back to normal. There'll be such a party when we do get back together. Can't wait to go out and have my quiz nights. Meet some friends, have a chat, share a few laughs, playing the quiz. It's a good night out. But it's a general thing. I've not been clay shooting for a while because we're not allowed to meet up in groups. We did have a bit of a concession at one stage that because we were in a sporting group and we had to have a licence for what we were doing, we were allowed to meet up. But collectively we decided that it wasn't right to do that. We shouldn't be getting together. It wouldn't be so bad if we just turned up and shot, but we have to move the equipment and help each other out getting stuff in and out of the shed and getting into close contact to move things around. It's a shame, but there it goes. Actually, shooting is something that I've been doing for quite a few years now, more than I probably care to remember. But before I was actually involved myself, I used to see it at Catton Park. They weren't clay shooting, they were shooting pheasants. I used to go through regular, driving from Oriwas to either Walton to see my family in Walton or going through to Stapenall to see my brother. And you'd see them there at their pegs waiting for the birds to be driven over. I know one day I had quite a shock. I was coming from Walton back towards Oriwas and uh, there's like a bit of an S bend at one point coming through the park with what uh, me and my cousin when we were little always used to refer to as Threepney Bit House. It's a strange little cottage part way through the park but it's not built on a rectangular base, it's multi-sided. I presume, I've never counted the walls, but I assume it's probably hexagonal, six-sided. But we as kids always used to call it Threepney Bit House because we thought it looked like the old-fashioned Threepney Bit in its shape. But I was coming back through there one day and I came from round the left-hand bend, past the cottage, round the right-hand bend where the road to Coton goes up the hill from the side and I was confronted by a line of people standing in the middle of the road. On went the brakes and I tried to check what they were doing. Then I noticed they'd all got shotguns. Good God, is it a hold-up? No. I looked and there were about ten people stood a few yards apart. And I realised then that they were standing in the middle of the road looking towards the wood on the hillside opposite them and were waiting for a drive of pheasants to come over. Now since I've started shooting myself, I've realised you're not supposed to shoot within about 50 yards of a road. They weren't shooting 50 yards from a road, they were standing on the damn road. But I suppose that's how things go. That was the countryside in those days. The good old days there driving through, you'd see a, a row of 
dead moles tied onto the wire fence near the gamekeeper's house. The mole catcher showing off as he caught all these mice so that when the gamekeeper, the mice, moles, the mole catcher showing off to the gamekeeper that every time the gamekeeper left his house he could see how many moles he killed and how much he'd done to save the countryside being damaged by these animals. Funny area that really, but one time a day they'd drive either sheep or cattle across the park and by that threepenny bit house they had a gateway across the road and if they were driving cattle or sheep in a certain direction they'd put this gate across the road to stop the animals straying in the wrong direction. I know my brother one night before he'd invested himself in a car, he was coming back from Walton on his bike in the dark and of course bikes in those days hadn't got a very brilliant front lamp, just enough to see any holes or anything in the road just in front of you. Well he came zooming round the first of the S bends and there's a gate in front of him across the road. I don't know whether he actually hit the gate or whether he fell off trying to stop before he got there, but I don't the next day I said to him, good God, Vic, what are you doing? Got a few bruises and gravel rash. Oh, I come off my bike last night. They got the gate across the road in the park. Now, this was the days before cycling, cycling helmets, so they were a lucky lad, really, I suppose. Thinking about it, if it progressed from his bike to a car. And uh, he came home one night and his car was all dented and bashed at the front. But I said, uh, what are you doing? Uh, not really fond of talking about it. Why, what are you doing? And apparently his then girlfriend, he'd been teaching to drive going up and down the farm track. And on this one occasion, as they came up the track and turned into the farmyard, a chicken ran across in front of them. So she decided she'd brake hard and stop and miss it. Unfortunately, being the novice she was, she hit the accelerator instead of the brake and demolished the steel fencing in front of the farmhouse back door. Propping the front wheels up off the ground, over the top of the main support pole that had bent under the power of the car. My brother then spent quite some time, apparently, lying underneath the car with a hacksaw trying to cut this fence pole down. Forever afterwards, when we went there, there was no metal fence work around the little yard at the back of the farmhouse. It had gone. Having said that, that car, as he had, was quite ill-fated. They went to a function once at a local golf club 
and when they got there the car park was full. So he parked on a grassed area beyond the car park. One or two other cars had as well. But when they left the function, he had to try and get out and get off this grassed area. So in the dark he reversed round to get away from the other cars and backed it straight into one of the golf club's bunkers. Yet another time trying to extricate his car from a problem. Things like this are not unusual. I know I went round to the house where my wife-to-be used to live and I saw that she and her dad were struggling with their car Blue Ford Cortina, remember it well She'd uh, reversed out from their house and thought she was backing it up towards the village green that was just opposite them but she'd gone too far, hit the rockery surrounding the green, the rock had rolled under the car and picked the back wheels up. As I got there, they were trying to bounce the car off this uh, rock and get it back onto all four wheels to drive away again. So I've seen one or two things that have been a little ridiculous, but I did warn you weeks ago that I've known some maniacs in my time. I always remember the first time I went to Jersey. We were a crowd of us had gone in two different cars, took the tents, and we'd camped on a lovely campsite. <laughs> it was a funny year that was. We were all quite poorly during the course of the holiday, and that was everybody on the site, not just us. We found out afterwards that. A tanker load of purified seawater is delivered to the campsite. It's not on a mains. And this water is pumped into a holding tank over the main building where the toilets and washrooms and everything are. And obviously it's uh, not fully sterilised water. And everybody on the site at some point had a very, very severe upset stomach. We knew better, I went again a few years later and all the water we had was either bottled water or we'd made sure we'd put some water purifying tablets in the water or we'd boiled it and we weren't poorly that time. A lot of others on the site were but we'd survived it. But talking of daft things to do with vehicles, I know we were, that particular first year we were in St Helier all there mooching around shop to shop and looking what was going on. Anyway, we noticed down the road that uh, some, there was a bit of smoke coming out of the front of one of the shops. So we sort of looked at it and thought, oh, I wonder if, and just as we were wondering if anybody had realised what was happening, the fire engine comes zooming down the road. Now, in the eagerness to help out the fire engine came down the road zoomed up to the front of the shop and got as close as he could to the shop to go and sort it out 
What the driver hadn't taken into consideration was that there was a sun blind pulled out over the front of the shop. And in his eagerness to get there, he had totally wiped out the complete structure. Well, that's about it for me. Chat for this week, my reminiscences. I'm conscious that one or two things keep coming back into my head. So at the moment, during the next few days, I'm revisiting all of these chats, noting down what I've done and what I've talked about. There are one or two things I thought about that I was going to do today. And I couldn't remember whether I'd done them before or I'd just thought about doing them before and hadn't. So if I have repeated myself over the last few weeks, I apologise. But it won't happen again. And if there are some things I think I've repeated and I haven't started them in the first place, then you'll get to hear them in the next couple of weeks. It's been interesting doing these chats. As I was starting to look back over them and make my notes of what I'd done, I realised that this is the 18th in the series. When I first started, I thought I was just helping out for a week or two to help get the radio station on the go. But I'm told that some people like what I'm doing, they listen to it. So I shall keep going for as long as people want me to do so. Let's hope as this new year is going to be a good one. There are one or two things as we put together that A, we should have done last year but they were cancelled so we've remade the booking for this year. Crossed our fingers in hopes as we'll get this time. But we will try. We will see what we can do. Anyway, I won't outstay me welcome today. So, ta-da for now. Talk to you soon.